Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the wizarding world. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 35 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, King's Cross. <sighs> We're so close. But also, shout out to, you know, Wi-Fi. And hey! And having you it. Don't jinx us though. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I just felt like, you know, we always talk about how technology doesn't love us and whatever. And but I just whoop. feel like today I just want to express my appreciation for Wi Fi. And so maybe in doing so, it will love me back. That would be great. Um, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Love us back. We love you. I tried so hard to be on that episode last week. <laughs> just let, let us love you. And then just love us back, you know? Yeah. It's like some reciprocity is all I can say. Reciprocity. <laughs> no one. Sorry. Yikes. Um, announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to join the conversation. Love our blog. Love wizard team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Wizard Team merch. You can head over to our website to set up your nerd, fashion, and stationary game. Um, right now we have Bagini buttons and Tarvis shirts that are limited edition, so you can go and like pre-order those right now at DFTBA. If you go, let me just double check. I mean, I guess it's Monday, so when y'all see it Wednesday, it's different. But for at least a little while, when you went to dftba.com, we're, we're still on the front page as of oh. Monday. So like, you know, all you have to do is go to dftba.com and then it's like, bam, black girls create, click it. And then there you go. Um, that's so us. that's, so do that. You can also find the link on our website, blackgirlscreate.org. And yeah, the, the bikini buttons are adorable and great. And I pre-ordered mine and I'm very excited for them. And like, nice. you know, and they're only like, what are they, like five bucks or something? Mm -hmm. It's like you get five pins for five dollars. Um, the Tarbit shirt, the Tarbit shirts are lit. The Tarbit you know? shirts are lit. And they're like white on blue. So like, that's cute. Okay, seriously, sorry. Cause you shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done this, but I did it. Um, also, if you go to dftba.com, Rainbow Royal is selling a six foot tall bath <laughs> cut out. Oh my. Oh. So if you know um, Carry On, which is the fake Harry Potter that um, uh, fake Harry Potter series that uh, the main character writes about in Fangirl, which then became its own book, that's Baz, and he's like a vampire magic vampire thing. I don't know, but six foot tall cutout. We got to get one of those. We got to. What merch can we? You want a six foot tall cutout of me and you? Just like, eh. oh, yikes! <laughs> Maybe not. Perhaps not. Oh, I'm just thinking of other, you know, merch ideas just sitting off the top of the dome. I mean, you know, I peep the vision. I just don't want anyone owning a cutout of me. <laughs> it just seems weird. Six foot long cutout of Luna Lovegood. I mean, sure. Which I don't um, know if you hear her being loud as hell, but... <laughs> and if you, want, if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, you can rate and review us on iTunes. And other places where you listen to this podcast. Also, subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter, newsletter curated by Withered by Deb, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So, if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org. 
Um, and we are wrapping up book seven, which means that we are live tweeting Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows parts one and two. Um, so Friday, August 2nd, we'll watch part one at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then uh, Saturday, August 3rd, we'll watch part two also at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, you can use the hashtags wizard team and HPDH. Um, we will be out here. I personally will be exclusively using gifts from the Royal Housewives of Atlanta and Potomac. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Oh, God. It's going to be so much fun. Why are you like this? It's because it's fun. Because I'm clever. That's mm. why. Mm. Um, also, that that is the but when we press play on Friday at six p.m., that is it. You cannot vote anymore. So get your votes in, because after our live tweet, we will do a recap of the book and the movie and find out who won the book, who lost the book. Who won the series? Oof, spoiler alert, Hermione. And who lost the series? Spoiler alert, Snape. We hope. <laughs> if, if Snape doesn't lose something, I'm burning the shit down. Okay. I don't know what. Okay. Down. Sure. Yeah. Um, and now for Wizard Team News. Do, 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 do. Sorry. <laughs> So, MistyCon, we, well, no, probably when, when this drops, we haven't le yet left, but we are about to leave, um, to go to MistyCon. We'll be there this weekend, the 18th through the 21st. Um, we'll be talking, what are we talking about? We have a live wizard team. We're going to talk about, um, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, it's all, my brain is only freezing because I earlier today was working on stuff for LeakyCon, so I'm like, which ones are which? Um, no, we're going to do uh, a panel about um, all of the security in the wizarding world and how uh, inept it is. Um, so that one's going to be two of us plus Connie plus Abby Ritter, who's really awesome. Um, and then we're going to do one on, it's called I'm Only Here for the Butterbeer. So it's like about, you know, not really being here for... The all of stuff. the more new stuff, but like the merch is cute, so you know, go check out the merch. So there's <laughs> that, um, and then we're also going to be doing uh, the sure keynote. Yeah, and then we'll also be doing the keynote, um, which Robin is moderating, which is about like diversity in Harry Potter. So, hey, Patronus cheering charm. We have a new Patronus. Shout out to Lizzie. Um, you the best. We appreciate you. You smart, you very smart. Matter of fact, you a genius. You a genius. Um, and thank you so much for becoming a Patronus. Hey, 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 hey. Um, magical birthdays. Sunday is Kim Lloyd's birthday. Kim Lloyd, the first person to write that fanfic. That's true. Yeah. Cause right, because she wrote the she wrote the, it was the wrote serious Petunia one, right? Serious Petunia date. Oh, I missed that one. I wonder if I still have a bookmark. That one was great. I know. And Hilarious. I was the waiter, a waitress. Yeah. A, a, yeah. A yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so shout out to Kim for writing that fanfic. That was a good one. Um, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And hope you're writing a lot more. Also, this is not a birthday or whatever, but it is with the team. We did our first writing sprint and it was like a hit. Oh yeah. It was really great. It was really fun. We're going to do more mm -hmm. in the future. Um, we got lots more creating to do, you know, yes. over here at Black Girls Create. Um, and 
um, real or champagne from a real friends, real pain from a sham friends. Ooh, girl. Can we can we just move on? Because okay. that's not Wizard Team news. I have that new birthdays. Let's keep going. Previously on Wizard Team. <laughs> um, previously on Wizard Team. Yeah, you Harry, do it. Yeah, you right. Because I didn't get didn't to, to suffer through it. Because the damn, because AT&T, man. Whatever. They be tripping. Xfinity was tripping and you were like, do you we'll know? do it tomorrow. Yeah, because I wasn't going to make it in time. Oh, yeah, that's right. It wasn't because of that. It was because I wasn't going to make it in time. And then I was rushing to get here. And as soon as I got here, Wi-Fi was, I was set up and everything. And I was like, hold up. They talking about broadband. I don't know what the fuck that is. I just know it's not on. Trash. Anyway, um, the point is previously on Wizard Team. Um, <laughs> Harry finds out that he is supposed to die. So that's awkward. He walks through the castle to leave because, you know, see, honestly, he was going to do it anyway, but now he's like, well, now I, you know, he, he, there are no other excuses for him to like stay behind. So now he's like, I'm out. He runs into Neville. He's like, nah, Neville, it's cool. I'm just going for a walk. You know, I just feel yeah. like it's a night. It's nice out. I needed a moment. I need a moment to clear my head. So I'm just going to take a little, just a little walk to the Quidditch pitch and back. I'll be back. It's cool. We're fine. Um, he sees, you know, Ginny is, is comforting people. Colin Creevy um, somehow ended up at Hogwarts and died during the battle. So he's just feeling a lot of grief. And he's like, this is the last thing I can do. And I don't want anyone to die for me anymore. I can end it. Um, he pulls out the snitch. He opens it. And then his mom and dad and his dad's all come out. And they help him guide him into um, the forest where Voldemort has set up shop in Aragog's house because he just loves setting up shop in people's houses. Um, and then Voldemort talks Yo! that shit one more time. Voldemort is literally just a squatter. He's he a is. magical squatter. Yeah, he totally is. And he's like, you can't evict me. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no leaf. He or said, I'm the dark lord, is what he said. He said possession is nine-fifths of the law. Nine-tenths of the law? What is it? I don't know. Three-fifths of the law? I don't know. Maybe not three-fifths. Um. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. I know, it's a, I know it's a fraction, and then three-fifths is always a fraction. I'm like, that's not, that's that's not the, the top a one. very specific fraction. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then Voldemort talks to shit one last time. And then, you know, says Avada Kedavra Maxima. As Maggie said in the chat <laughs> last week, <laughs> I agree. It's what happened. You it's said not it. What happened? Harry saw his mouth move, and you know he's not all that great at reading lips, but we know. And he up. was dead. We know what's up. You know, and then mm-hmm. and then Harry, and then then yeah. So Harry's dead, sort of. Possession is nine tenths of the law. You're right. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what it is. But it's not three fifths. <laughs> like I don't know what it is, but I know it's not that one. Oh. First, a word from our sponsors. Okay. Your puppy is loud. Hmm. I don't have a puppy, so that's weird. Where did the puppy come from? That's funny because I'm looking at your puppy. That's weird. Okay. Your so. puppy scarred me, so. What did she do? What do you mean? I mean, physically. She, oh, she gave you a scar? Yeah. 
Oh man, <laughs> Looney Tunes. <laughs> you gotta chill. Yeah, no, it's really fine. Like it doesn't hurt at all. It's just there, you know. It's just you know. <laughs> it just exists. Welcome okay. to the. I mean, she didn't give you a black no, or a bloody nose, so you know. Better than me. It's important. Also, this um, this chapter, I I tr- the I I don't care that much about the chapter illustrations, but some of them, mm-hmm. this one hurts. Does it? Yeah, he just looks dead. Mm, no, he looks. That's interesting because to me, he didn't look dead. Looks sleep. Like, what do you think? He looks sleep, or he looks like you know you see all the like fog around him. He looks like he's just like. Oh, I'm trying to think of like a of a comparison and I can't think of one right now but like he's in a pod being about to wake up kind of okay. like not really like he's dead but more like he's he's in um in a, what do you call it in a chamber um also have, considering I'm just looking at this again because I'm like you know we we're talking Harry is tall <laughs> <laughs> even, capital T tall okay even <laughs> Stasis, thank you, Maggie. Yes, he looks like he's in stasis. But yeah. even um, little chapter illustrated Harry is I'm just tall. Saying, you see, got that broad nose and them eyebrows. You know what I'm saying? And that's what and and got the makes chin, me upset when we don't look at Neville's glow up. It's Man. like even beat up Neville look better than that. He he done glued. He glued I up. Guess, I guess Harry. he only really glued up in the in the movie. It doesn't. Ooh, ne- oh yeah yeah yeah. Because nah. that was not intentional. That, Luda. No, he didn't. That's not that's not canon. Yeah. I mean, you can see Neville. We can go back to whatever that chapter was. That's what I'm saying, and I was and mad about really, it. And he didn't really glued up. Harry he really though. Up. Harry. Okay. Harry done, done did something. That's what I'm saying. That that little that little camping did did him good. Mm-hmm. Did you him know? some good. You and know? I bet you getting that horcrux out of itself. You know that glows. Okay. Did you get work done? Yeah, I got some. I got some soul removed. I did some soul searching. Okay, <laughs> that's what did. I got a little. I got a little. I got a little chicken off the top. You know, what just I'm a saying? little bit. Just, just a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, you know. You know. You know what I'm saying? You know, I yeah. dropped a pound. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think a soul weighs? I don't know. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. I mean, King's Cross. Okay, so um, anyway. He lay face down, listening to the silence. He was perfectly alone. It came to him that he must exist, must be more than a disembodied thought because he was lying, definitely lying on some surface. Um, and so almost as soon as he had reached his conclusion, Harry became conscious that he was naked. So just like, you know, straight up biblical references, like <laughs> not even a little bit subtle, just like flat out. My mother me. will be so upset because I did not catch it. <laughs> Which is not that it's not. I mean, there. honestly, I don't know it that just... I caught it. I don't know that I caught it my first read, but like I was relatively young, and it's not like I was well versed in the Bible. Like my parents didn't take me to church like that, so we only went to church when we visited y'all. So it's not like <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I am mad, but like now I'm like, nah. Let's... She wrote that in big red, all caps. Because, wow. Um, so, convinced as he was of total solitude, he did not. Um, this did not concern him, but it did intrigue him slightly. He wondered whether, as if as he could feel, he would be able to see. In opening them, he discovered that he had eyes. I just oh. like, I like the 
I don't know. I like how this is written. Like really? the way that he's kind of coming into consciousness. Um, oh. But also like, I don't know, just being like, oh, now he's like, oh, I must exist. And he's like, okay, I have eyes. So I think he's just kind of like, it's he's fully kind of coming back into himself. Like I think that, you know, who knows what he thought death was going to be, but um, this is definitely not it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's just like you have no idea. So every possibility is, is you're like, maybe. And then you're cataloging, oh, this is this experience. But I don't know. I always assume that if there is an afterlife, you're going to look like you. Yeah. Because, I mean, you spend all that time getting used to how you look. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you could be a willow of the wisp. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not clear. But I mostly just like the language around it. You know, like just how she wrote it. Yeah. Um, Zay says, it's like, I think, therefore I am, but the head, shoulders, knees, and toes <laughs> were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really like that summation. <laughs> okay, um, he lay in a bright mist. Um, his surroundings were not hidden by cloudy vapor; rather, the cloudy vapor had got, had not yet formed into surroundings. Um, so he sits up. He's not wearing glasses anymore. So, like you know, death cures vision impairment. Apparently, woo! Can't wait. Mm-mm. Can't let's, wait. Let's shut that down. I am so tired of being blind with no cure. Can't wait. Um, Persistent headache, that's me. So then, so then a noise reaches him um, through the unformed nothingness that surrounded him. A small, soft thumping, or sorry, the small, soft thumpings of something that flapped, flailed, and struggled. It was a pitiful noise, yet also slightly indecent. He had the uncomfortable feeling that he was eavesdropping on something furtive, shameful, which, you know, Tom just be out here, you know, splitting souls. So, you know, it's a, it's a shame to low down. Sometimes. Um, so for the first time, he wishes he was clothed. And so as soon as he thinks that, robes appear. So he's like, oh, great. You know, keep the drip. Um, which is like hilarious that it happens before he sees Dumbledore. Because I really wish it would have gone the other, like, just to keep some 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 levity. I don't know. I'm sick. I'll be quiet. It's fine. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it would be funny for for Dumbledore to be like, Harry, you wanna you wanna cover it up there? Or <laughs> well, you know, yeah. It's definitely still a children's you book. Know? I feel like Yeah. Now I'm just thinking about like Star Wars and Kylo Ren just popping up with no shirt on and being like, but for what, sir? But that was just unnecessary gratuitous. is the point <laughs> that I'm trying to make. <laughs> that was that was and then it just like lingered on his, his yeah, shirt. I mean that's self. the point I'm trying to make is like, mm, no, no one needed that. The streets weren't mm-hmm. asking for it. We didn't, you know. Nope. Yeah. Um, okay. So Oh. oh, Maggie also mentioned that the disability community has something to say about the. Yeah, I mean that was kind of what so... I was getting at, and then 
I got distracted, but yeah. Because, like, I mean, in, in one way, I get it in only in that, like, if you die, you know what I mean? Like, your vision or whatever is, or, like, I wouldn't think would be attached to, like, your spirit, right? Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. a very physical, like, disability. And so, you know, obviously, who knows what death is like, you know? We don't, but... I would think, but then, I, I don't know, it's weird because, like, he has eyes, right? So then if he has eyes, then, like, there is some kind of physical something, so then I don't know. Yeah. It's, like, a weird, like, eh, it's weird. Like, I wouldn't fight anyone for having a quibble with it. But I also feel like it's a little complicated only in that, like, because I don't know, it's weird. Because like in in one way, like she did make him physical. So then, yes. But in another way, like he did. So he's like removed from his body, and like his body's whatever. Are we always gonna say he did the way that T'Challa did? did chapter <laughs> but I this. am. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm dead. dead. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Um, so they I'm in the chat trying to prove that, that Daniel, Daniel was tall. Well, you know, I have no stake in that fight. Um, so I Zay, mean, he's not wait. Mbaku tall, but he's tall. Okay, Zay says um, that he thinks the problem is that when other people think death is better so that they don't have to deal with um, disabled folks, which like like forcing autistic kids to drink bleach on the off chance that they live and aren't autistic. Um, Who the but, hell does that? Because they need to, you know, we they can drink bleach. Right? I remember getting into a fight with someone on Twitter about, like, vaccines and stuff, and I was like, mm-hmm. I have an autistic cousin, and you're saying that you'd rather he be dead than autistic? Like, like what? Like, one, what? his autism makes him amazing, or is a part of, wow, he's amazing, I guess. Right. It's not the thing that makes him, he's an amazing person person and being autistic is a part of that but also what yeah people are garbage and so and so and like and that's kind of what like it's yeah again it's like it's a weird thing because it's like it shouldn't be the thing that that it's not like a cure no but i also think that like autism is a different it was is different than vision you know what i mean yeah or i would think so and i think it's also different um, being visually impaired with like glasses and things as opposed to being blind. Right. Or, and I know a lot of people, like I know someone um, who, mm, I know of someone who was going blind and it was very traumatizing to his mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would assume that he would see himself in the afterlife as a seeing person. So then, I, yeah, so then I wonder if you're what talking about, was that, I guess you weren't, you weren't there last week when I was saying, like, I read a, this other fanfic in which, um, ser- after Sirius dies, when he comes back, it's an AU, so he comes back to life mm-hmm. and he is, like, when he dies, he sees himself as, like, the 17-year-old boy, or he might have been, like, 19, but, like, when he was, like, happiest. Yeah. Um, and when he most feels like himself. And so 
I think that is kind of also it too. Like Mm -hmm. having glasses and just being like (laughs) having poor eyesight when you can assume what, you know, good eyesight is just not the wearing glasses, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. But also, like, like it's not like me. Harry has has had a moment where he just thinks like, "Wow, I wish I didn't have these glasses." Like he definitely has moments yeah. where like they fall and he's like, "Well, shit, now I can't see. I gotta figure out that situation." You know what I mean? But not so much like, yeah, I don't know. Not so much yeah. like he's been wishing that this happened and then he wakes up, and even that feels. Mm, even I know. Feels I feel like if I died, I mean, I just made that whole thing about having good vision, but I'd still be wearing glasses. I don't like my, my face when I don't have glasses on. It's not my face. Hmm. But also, who is making you drink bleach? I'm just stuck on that. But let's move on because we can, we're going to have bleach team. or I don't know. That's no, not it. That's, that's, that's not, not it. it. Nope. But we're going to have, we, this, this podcast is going to turn into me being like, who are these people? Let's find them. Let's wreak. Havoc upon the Havoc. Spirit. Let's do let's go green arrow. You have failed this city. <laughs> no, not you have failed the city. Please. <laughs> let us not. <sighs> okay. But um they also point out that like at funerals, people say she's not in pain anymore, that kind of like idea of mm-hmm. all the woes are fixed and changed. Or, or at least gone, yeah. Gone, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so oh, he stands up, he's looking around and wondering if he's in some kind of room of requirement. Um, everything is hushed and still, except for the odd thumping and whimpering noises. He turns on the spot, um, and kind of he's kind of just taking in his surroundings. They're kind of like solidifying around him. So it's wide and open space, a hall larger by far than the great hall, um, with a clear domed glass ceiling. It's quite empty. He's the only one in the room, except for. Um, he recoils because he has spotted a small naked child curled on the ground, its skin raw and rough, flayed looking, and it lays shuddering under a seat where it had been left unwanted, stuffed out of sight, struggling for breath. And like, you know, when we went to the studio tour, they have, um, little baby animatronic animatronic Horcrux Voldy, and it is so disturbing, and it moves, and you're like, "Why?" For what reason? Who asked? Why? Um. Um. It's not a child. So also, like the in the visual, um, and even now, like it's not a child. He goes up to it, and he realizes that it's not. But I think it's like it's small because it's a it's, piece of a it's soul. It's a piece of a soul. Yeah, it's a miniaturized. It's like when Mike in Willy Wonka goes into the TV and it takes him and it miniaturizes him. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's gross. Anyway, <laughs> um, Harry's afraid of it. He feels like a coward, thinking, and he thinks he ought to comfort it, but it repulses him. And I'm just like, you know, the game is the game. I mean, it's unfortunate, but he also like doesn't know what it yes, is. Yes, it is the same. Sorry, they says is it the same child baby thingy as Wormtail was holding yes. prior to generation? And yes, it is because it's yes. basically all of his little Horcrux pieces Ugh. look like that. Oh, thanks. Yikes! 
when he could have just kept his entire soul intact and exactly. lived to be, 107. you know, just minded his own business. You know? Oof. Well, yep. moving on. Um, you cannot help. Harry spins around, and Albus Dumbledore is walking towards him, sprightly and upright, wearing sweeping robes of midnight blue. Because you even said hey. he had to stunt on him in the in the afterlife. Okay, listen. He said, "I may be dead, but, but I still got style. I'm still a fashion icon. Okay, I, I have a reputation to uphold. To okay, uphold. midnight blue. You are okay. not going to come back." To life, talking about I saw Albus Dumbledore. He was wearing a three-piece gray suit. That is not going to happen. You ain't going to catch me slipping. It's You're not going to catch me. Okay. I got on sweeping robes. All right. Sweeping. Sweeping. Also, that reminds me. Uh, Delia shared a picture from her sticker book that she had. <laughs> Albus was out here, <laughs> just flamboyantly dressed, waist cinched to the gods. Okay. Hair laid. Hair laid. Got to. You have to. Like, what else? What else would you do? You and know guess what, I mean? what? Now's gonna happen. You know why? Because he's about to lay down some dumbo bars, and you can't lay down bars like that in just any old thing, right? It don't hit right. No. He's like, let me get on these sweeping midnight blue robes. Okay. Contrasted with my piercing blue eyes. And just the snow white you. beard that I, I snow white beard. Okay, he put a little shea butter. Put a little shea little, butter in it. Little know, yoba. He was like, "Let me get it all gleaming all through." Okay. Mm. Cleaned his glasses. Good. Does he have his glasses on? I'm pretty sure he has his he, glasses. He on. does. So, like, you know, clean, clean. Good. Um, I want to backtrack. The angels were like, seconds. "Ooh, Albus, don't hurt him." Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, real quick, backtrack. Amani says that Voldemort is literally seven small children standing on top of each other in a cloak. So, yep, it's true. Tis, 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 true. tis facts. Um, so, so Dumbledore spreads his arms wide. His so this is you know back to Harry being able to see. Um, Dumbledore's hands are both whole and white and undamaged. Can we just talk about him doing a twirl? Spread his arms out wide. Like look, look. But yeah, no. So like just pointing out again that like so so Dumbledore is uninjured at this point. Mm, he is whole. Um, he's whole and white and undamaged. And just, you know, it's probably nothing, but just as a sentence. Oh, he wasn't wearing just, oh, on, no. just on different levels feels like maybe not. I mean, but it also feels like spot on. <laughs> yeah, as well. <laughs> as well. Oh, so sad. Yeah. So anyway, sad. anyway, you wonderful boy, you brave, brave man. Let us walk. Oof. Just, I just appreciate the like, just the entrance. You know, I just think that there is like, you may not like him, Minister, but Dumbledore's got style. Just like the income, like it is. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks up to Kingsley, right? Kingsley knows all. Even Vernon is impressed by Kingsley. Kingsley said it. He just said it Kingsley outright. He didn't say it, though. I mean, he did, but that was in the movie. Phineas Nigella said, said it. Well, Phineas is also a truth teller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a tea sipper. Um, I just love him. Yeah. He's so extra. Um, so, 
Harry follows Dumbledore, um, and he's like, but you're dead. And, and Dumbledore but, said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am. Dead, though. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> it shouldn't be that funny, but it is. Um, and then Harry's like, I'm dead too. And Dumbledore's like, I think not. Mm. And, and I was that. like, what? Hold up. Wait a Hold minute. Hold up. He said, I ain't dead. What? Um, so then Harry's like, but I should have died. I meant to let him kill me. And that, said Dumbledore, will, I think, have made all the difference. Because, you know, magic and shit. Um, so then Harry kind of is like, explain. And Dumbledore's like, but you already know. Um, Harry says, I let him kill me. So the part of the soul that was in me, has it gone? Oh, yes, said Dumbledore. Yes, he destroyed it. Your soul is whole and completely your own, Harry. So, you know, he's just knocking out. uh, You know what it is? It's like, Amani says it's manipulation and game playing. But what it really was, was Dumbledore was like, you need a good exterminator. You need to tint. no. (laughs) You need to tint your soul. (laughs) You know? Because when you have to like when you have to get your house tinted or whatever, you get an exter- like a good exterminator. You got to move out. Mm-hmm. True. Everything, I mean, you got to move out. Okay, everything must go. <laughs> everything must go. <laughs> so that's really what happened. Sure. Um. So then Harry glances back at the little thingy, um, the Horcrux, and is like, "What is that? Something that is beyond either of our help," said Dumbledore. Which, like, he could totally just say, "Oh, it's Voldemort's Horcrux," but. I understand from like a J.K. Rowling perspective that it's Dumbledore and he can never just say shit outright. No, so, what fun is that? You gotta be, you gotta just say, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Amani's out here, uh, uh, what's it called? Like quoting Voldemort, but like literally the, the pruning thing is. <gasps> oh, Maggie! <laughs> Oh. oh okay you have to explain i don't understand okay well real quick sorry just let me let me go back so mm-hmm. amani is saying is quoting voldemort talking about cut away those parts that threaten the health of the rest you must prune yours must you not to keep it healthy and like you know sometimes you know a broken clock strikes is right twice a day or whatever that saying is <laughs> sure <laughs> I, was like, I was like i don't think that's right that's, but you know what yeah. i was trying to say yeah and like Harry had to prune his tree, okay? It had to go. The Horcrux had to go. Um, so Maggie has uh, Harry with Dumbledore in just, you know, the dazzling midnight blue robes. Um, and, it's a, and so it says, what is that, Professor? And Harry's looking back, and what it is, is Nagini coiled around Keanu on the feelings bench. <laughs> and it's great. This is like, this has art and just it's like, like it's all like misty around and it's like, also got like you know photoshop and like canon right it's just it's got everything she's mm-hmm. really i can't say enough about what she's pulled off here just inspired cannot wait for the next chapter the finale no she said she spent way too much time on this to then obscure most of it with fog <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, 
So Harry says, but if Voldemort used the killing curse and nobody died for me this time, how can I be alive? Um, Dumbledore is like, think back. Basically, Dumbledore is just like, I'm just, you know, you're going to come to it yourself. Let's just, let's do it. Mm -hmm. um, so Harry's thinking, and then he says, he took my blood. And a lot of the stuff is like coming to him. I think it's one of those things where like, he doesn't know until he says it out loud. Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like how things, so each, like pretty much this entire chapter, he's like, coming to the stuff on his own, but it's very much like, wait, like his brain is like, or he says like, how does that happen? And then his brain is like, oh, boom, here's the answer. And so that's why Dumbledore's kind of there to be like, you know, you got it. Okay, so Harry says, he took my blood. Precisely, said Dumbledore, your blood in his veins, Harry, uh, Lily's protection inside both of you. He tethered you to life while he still lives. He's like, I can touch you now. Mm-hmm. Yep, all that. Gross, but you know. Um, I live while he lives, but I thought I thought it was the other way around. I thought we both had to die, or is that the same thing? So this shit is confusing as hell, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's like this Harry sitting up here with all you know the little meme with all the math symbols and shit just floating around. Mm -hmm. That's him, and that's you know us as well. But what? also just the geeking out of Albus Wolfric Brian Percival Brian Dumbledore right now, like. You know, oh yes, yes, he destroyed it. He took your blood precisely. Up <laughs> some tea, chill. He's so excited, just nerding out. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So then Harry's like, he asks again about the Horcrux, and Harry's like, and Dumbledore's like, "Fam, you can't help him. Let's just move on." Um. So then Ooh. Harry says, "Then explain more." Dumbledore says, you were the seventh Horcrux. Um, he had rendered his soul so unstable that it broke apart when he committed those acts of unspeakable evil, the murder of your parents and attempted killing of a child. Um, he left a part of himself latched to you, the would-be victim who had survived, and his knowledge remained woefully incomplete. That which Voldemort does not value, he takes no trouble to comprehend of house elves and children's tales of love, loyalty, innocence. Um, Voldemort knows and understands nothing, nothing. Um, so Dumbledore really just been watching from wherever he is this whole time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he just went up in the clouds like, mm, 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 mm. Mm. hate wow. to see it. Exactly. Yeah, hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, oh, watch this, it. watch this. Yo, yo, yo. He about to do, oh, yeah. Look at oh, him. Look at yeah. him. He gonna do it. He diving up in this pool. Mm -hmm. Wow. Cold. Wow. Coldemort. Coldemort. <laughs> uh, like, I told wow. Everest he had to earn the thing. I didn't mean kill the boy. Jesus. You can't. Man. You gotta leave specific instructions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just wow. He'd be like, oh, gotta go. My stories is on. His stories being Harry's Horcrux hunt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, he dies. Like, all right, let me go. Let me throw on my on my robes. Mm -hmm. Let me go, go study one this. last time. You know? Gotta um, give that Okay. Just the final, like, I just appreciate after all this time, we still get, like, a final Dumblesplain. Like, yeah. it's just, it's important, you know? It's, it's very it's, important to the structure of these books. It is not a Harry Potter book without a Dumblesplain. No. Ever. Also, if you can remember, I was so excited that he was back. He's back! Even yes. if he is dead and, they, and she says it, like, yeah. right up no. top. I was like, Dumbledore? Dumbledore? Out here! Hey. I mean, you know, you just miss the the you know 
It's the bars. All that he is. Um, mm -hmm. Real quick, Marquita says that Harry's limbo and place of clarity is King's Cross because it's a place that he uh, goes that is between heaven and hell in his eyes, the heaven and Hogwarts, and the hell of the Dursleys. And like, Marquita Bars! You know? Woo! Just an intellectual team. We out here. We out here. Um, Close reading, comparative <laughs> literature, and all of those things. Uh-huh. Um, so then, uh, Dumbledore's like, his body keeps her sacrifice alive, and while that enchantment survives, so do you, and so does Voldemort's one last hope for himself. Um, and Harry's like, and you knew all this? And Dumbledore's <laughs> like, I guessed. And he says it happily. So this part is interesting to me, because, like, when Dumbledore first shows up, and, like, this is partially, it's partly because, so we see that, like, Harry is, like, mad at Dumbledore for a good chunk of the book. Mm -hmm. Um, and has this kind of moment where he finally comes to acceptance. And so he's come to that before Dumbledore gets here. So he's not really like mad anymore. He's more just like, yo, what's up? Like, <laughs> let me know. Although like, you know, finding out you got to die. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He was just, he had already come, he was going to do that anyway too. So really I feel like it was just, uh, it was like right. a final push. Um, like, you know, he just decided he wasn't going to stall any longer, but he was always going to do that. Um, so I think that like, it's interesting though that Dumbledore's just like, yes, precise like you were saying, like precisely, like this is great. And Harry's like not like, yo, what the hell? You couldn't tell nobody? Right. You knew, but you couldn't tell. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah. That's fine, man. It's cold, but it's cool. It's fine. Um, so then Harry's like, there's more to it. Why did my wand break the wand he borrowed? And and uh Dumbledore at first is like, I don't know, but then Harry's like, just you know, guess. Do what you do. Listen. Dumbledore's intuition coming through. You know, it's Dumble tuition. Dumble, Dumbleition? <laughs> Give us a second. We'll, we'll work on it. Um, Give us a second. What you must understand, Harry, is that you and Lord Voldemort have journeyed together into realms be realms of magic hitherto undreamt of. Um, so without meaning to, as you know, Voldemort doubled the bond between you when he returned to human form. Um, if he could only understand the precise and terrible power of that sacrifice, of, 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 or of Lily's sacrifice, he would have never um, dared touch your blood. But then if he had been able to understand, he would not be Lord Voldemort. It might never have murdered at all. Um, so, you know. I mean, yeah, this is like a thing that we, um, that has like come up again and again. And like, I mean, it's come up even in this book when we're just like seeing into Tom's head and just like how he's really obtuse about certain things and like very much just kind of disregards things that he doesn't understand or things that he doesn't deem worthy or valuable. And then that's what makes him who he is. Yeah. Um, he's so also feels, like very antisocial. So things yeah. that he thinks no one else knows. Like right. what if you would have like confided in someone, everyone would have been like, no, we know oh, yeah, about the been been requirement. We've been, we've been known. I had to go to the bathroom one time. I was out, I was out yeah. after hours. I took a left at the, at the porch. Where do you think I lost my virginity? Yikes. But Bellatrix, <laughs> oh all my. of them. I don't know. Who's in Tom's, I guess, Hagrid. Who's, I don't know. Um, who's in Tom's here. There's an Avery, I think. And, uh. Yeah. That's what Avery told him. Some, and somebody else. Maybe, maybe, maybe the first, maybe the, one of the little strangers. Yeah. I don't think Bellatrix was. No. But a Lestrange. Either yeah. way. Well, Bellatrix wasn't gross. a Lestrange when she was in Hogwarts. Right. I hope not. Jeez. No, she wasn't. I'm pretty sure she wasn't. That seems 
like a lot. Anyway, um, having ensured the twofold connection, having wrapped your destinies together more securely than ever two wizards were joined in history, Voldemort proceeded to attack you with a wand that shared a core with yours. Um, so basically, he just is like, you know, twin cores, prior incantatum. We was there, gobbled of fire. Um, <laughs> he was more afraid than you were that night. You had accepted, even embraced the possibility of death, something Lord Voldemort has never been able to do. Harry Potter, the real Death Eater. Uh oh. That's what it says on page 711. Barf. Okay. I ought to barf. <laughs> <laughs> um,. He says, uh, I believe your wand imbibed some of the power and qualities of Voldemort's wand that night, which is to say that it contained a little of Voldemort himself. So, you know, a little mini Horcrux for the wand. Gross. I mean, I know it just, like, just... Tom is just out here just imparting so much, so much, you know? I just don't want my, I don't want my, imbibing. I don't want nothing of mine imbibing nothing of his. <laughs> Okay, so your wand recognized him when he pursued you, recognized the man that was both kin and mortal enemy, and it regurgitated some of his own magic against him, which, like, Tom stay losing, and I just don't understand how he's one of the greatest Dark Wizards of all time. But it's fine. He about to die anyway. We good. Um, and then Harry's like, but if my wand was so powerful, how come Hermione was able to break it? And Dumbledore's like, well, I mean, really, it's only powerful against Voldemort. Other than that, it's just a regular-ass wand, and, you know. So he killed me with your wand. He failed to kill you with my wand. Um, I think we can agree you are not dead, though. Of course, he says, I do not minimize your sufferings, which I'm sure were severe. Um, and then Harry's like, where are we? And Dumbledore's like, I don't know, man. You called me here. So. This is your, this your, little, this your little dream. Okay. Um, and so Harry's like, it looks like King's Cross Station. And Dumbledore's like, good gracious, really? And I just, <laughs> when I get to be of a certain age, I just want to react to things that way. Like, oh, really? Lovely. Um, and then Harry's like, well, where do you think we are? My dear boy, I have no idea. This is, as they say, your party. Harry had no idea what this meant. Um, Dumbledore was being infuriating. And I love how, like, this is the moment where Dumbledore is <laughs> making him mad. Right? Like, all of a sudden, just because Dumbledore don't know where the fuck they are, he's like. <sighs> well, I think he's like, listen, I've been through, like, you died a year ago. Right. I'm gonna learn all this shit about you, and this cryptic shit ain't cute no more. <laughs> you know, at first I was like, "Oh, I thought you were gonna live forever," and it was sweet, it was quirky. But now, I'm like, "Bruh, give me a straight can, answer." Can you give me an answer? Um. So he glares at him, and then remembers a more pressing question than that of their current location: the Deathly Hollows. He said, and he was glad to see the words wiped that his words wiped the smile from Dumbledore's face. Petty. Um, so for the first time Harry had met, or first time since Harry had met Dumbledore, he looked less like an old man um, and more like a small boy caught in wrongdoing. Can you forgive me? He said. I only feared you would fail as I had failed. Um, I only dreaded that you would make my mistakes. I crave your pardon, Harry. I have known for some time now that you were the better man. Um, and he says, the hollows, a desperate man's dream. And Harry's like, but they're real. Which like, you know, Whew, we, we did that. We know. Mm -hmm. um, real and dangerous. Dead hair! Dead hair! <laughs> like, oh, sir. <laughs> like, um, real and dangerous and a lure for fools, said Dumbledore. And I was such a fool. Fool of a Dumbledore. Um, but you know, don't you? I have no secrets from you anymore. You know. Um, what do I know? And Dumbledore turns his whole body to face Harry, tears still sparkling in his brilliantly blue eyes. 
Master of death, Harry. Master of death. Was I better ultimately than Voldemort? And like, you know, this is the question. Um, and Harry's like, of course you were. You never killed if you could avoid it. Um, and Dumbledore's like, you're right. Like, I'll, t- I'll take it, you know? Yeah. Um, yet I too sought a way to conquer death. Um, and Harry says, not the way he did. Hallows, not Horcruxes. And I think like, hey, yes. A password I, on many, uh, never mind. Yikes. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I will say too that like, I feel like, like Harry is talking a lot about like, or it's, I don't know, this is weird. So Harry, you know, the Hallows Not Horcruxes conversation seems like what like honestly the question is like what is actually the right way to do this when like your ultimate goal is to like conquer death or to like conquer people you know what i mean like okay, you didn't split your soul a, but you have these things that will like what there is no right way to do this because you shouldn't do this period exactly but i think that it's i think that it's interesting because like the way that i think it's interesting the way harry rationalizes it but i also think like you know, I think part of it is like he's finally come to the thing where he's like, I would have done the same. Like, if if that was the option, then I would have done. I mean, he almost did. So, Amani in the chat says, "Can you forgive me for intentionally stalling you, not giving your inf- your information, and letting countless people die again? Because if I, Albus Almighty, couldn't do it, no one could. So, you know, we know how he feels." Portia says, "To be fair, what would the Order have done if they had learned Dumbledore couldn't do something, but expected a teen to?" Disorder, despair, um, which like, yeah, because I don't know. It's it's complicated is really all I can say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore says, um, he's like, yeah, hollow, not hollows, not horcruxes. Um, and then Harry's like, Grindelwald was looking for them too. Dumbledore closed his eyes a moment and nodded. He's like, yikes. Maybe not. Um, it was the thing above all that drew us together. And I'm like, was it? Was that what it was? No, it was that good, good. Grindelwald wore them tight pants, you know? Mm. Back in the 1800s, he had them britches. Yikes. <laughs> and Dumbledore was like, I like my britches and britches. You know what I'm saying? No. That's what that was. No. That's what that was. Oh. <sighs> Not britches. I'm just really upset. Britches. I'm really upset about it. Okay. Um. Cool. 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 He so so Grindelwald in his britches wanted to come to Gobchick's Hollow, um, because of the grave of Ignotus Peveril. Um. So the Peveril brothers were gifted and dangerous wizards who succeeded in creating uh powerful objects. The story of them being Death's own Hollows, um, seems to Dumbledore more the story of legend that might have sprung up around such creations. Um, the cloak uh, traveled down through the ages, right down to Ignotus's last living descendant, who was born as Ignotus was in the village of Godric's Hollow. So Dumbledore smiled at Harry, and Harry's like, me? Me? What? No. Wild. How did he not? I mean, I guess he wouldn't have put it together. Yeah, no, there's no way but... he could have known. But, you know, Harry loves a good can't believe it was me moment. So, you know. Um, 
<clears throat> so then, okay. You, said Dumbledore, you have guessed why the cloak came to my possession the night your parents died. James has shown it to me just a few days previously, um, and I asked to borrow it and to examine it. I could not resist, could not help taking a closer look. It was a cloak the likes of which I had never seen, immensely old, perfect in every respect. And then your father died, and I had two hallows at last, all to myself. Oh. Um, Bruh. Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, but he says it in a tone that's bitter. So, like, I think he, at this point, it's one of those things where he's like, I'm a weak-ass motherfucker, and I just can't believe that I'm hell I'm this weak. You know what I mean? Yeah, where he's just, like, I guess. He's just, disgusted with himself, where he's just like, like, why am I so whack? <laughs> like, be better, Dumbledore. Do better. <laughs> it's like better. when I am editing myself. That's what it is. It's like when I go <laughs> on my own docs and I'm like, hey, this sucks. We could, you know, make it not do that. I think that's him yeah. looking back at his life. You know? Yeah, I guess so. So then Dumbledore is like... You cannot despise me more than I despise myself. And Harry's like, but I don't despise you. Then you should, said Dumbledore. You know the secret of my sister's ill health, what those muggles did, what she became. You know how my poor father sought revenge and paid the price, died in Azkaban. You know how my mother gave up her own life in chair for Ariana. God. I resented it, Harry. And like, this is understandable, though. And we talked about that. Right. Like a while, maybe a couple times. But he was literally just out of school. You should have. Yeah, it's understandable. Like, you should have talked to someone or seen someone about it and, like, figured out better coping mechanisms for it. But, like, like we had said when we went through that chapter, like, that's a lot for any kid. And you were a child. And so it's understandable. Yeah. And, like, it's also understandable how he feels about it now. Because, you know, you look back at mm -hmm. dumb shit you did as a kid and you're like, why? Yikes. Um, so, and like, you know, it just so happens that the dumb shit he did was almost, you know, being a Nazi. So like, levels, but, um, <laughs> you know, there's, I don't know how you can all the way come back from this, but you know, it under it makes sense how he got like radicalized is the point. Um, yeah. because I was gifted. I was brilliant. I wanted to escape. I wanted to shine. I wanted glory. Also big Gryffindor energy. Big Griff energy. Like, we talk a lot this about... Is, this, this is Harry even, Potter talking about I ain't dying in the right way energy. Right, and it's not even, like, shade. It's just, like, the what, he, what he's saying he wants is, you know, what was the whole point of the Triwizard Tournament? <laughs> Eternal glory or some shit. Like, it's, like, very much, like, the way that Gryffindors can get turned. You know? Yeah. In the not-Peter way. But we don't really know what Peter is, so... There's that. Um, Peter is so, a squib that can do magic. <laughs> that's rude to squibs. I don't know. Um, it's very rude to squibs. I don't because I couldn't call him a muggle. No muggle. He's a muggle that can do magic. I don't know. It does. It's fine. He's the worst. That's what he is. Do not misunderstand me, uh, Dumbledore said. I loved them. I love my parents. I love my brother and my sister. But I was selfish. Um, selfish, more selfish than you who are who are a remarkably selfless person. So, like, this is the other thing is, like, there's this comparison about who was better. Um, and Harry mm -hmm. does it when he first reads the thing, and he's like, he was the same age that we are, and we're out here hunting horcruxes, which is not wrong. Um, but I think you also have to kind of think about, like, context 
um, mm-hmm. what Harry would do were he in that position. Like we, you know what I mean? Like there are, it's not like Harry doesn't have any flaws. I think Dumbledore has strengths where Harry's Ooh. weak and like the opposite. You know what I mean? Dumbledore did his homework and knew often they see. You know, so, just on and top. didn't shove, as far as we know, didn't shove his face in other people's <laughs> memories all willy nilly, <laughs> which is the biggest of flaws. You know, that's a pretty large, <laughs> you know, you thing. know. And um, if I'm if I'm picking and choosing like you know attributes for myself, not shoving my face in unknown magic is an attribute that I would find useful. Right, but like also you know being selfless is another thing, which is mostly fine. It just sometimes Harry be a little too selfless. Maybe want to maybe self self sacrificing is different than selfless. That's true. That is true. You're right. You're right. Um. Sometimes I'm known to be. So then Harry, so then uh, Dumbledore's like, I returned to my village in anger and bitterness, trapped and wasted, I thought. And then, of course, he came. Grindelwald. You cannot imagine how his ideas caught me, Harry. Inflamed me. Mm. You saying ideas. I'm here. So no. You said one thing, but I know it's the other thing. Your mouth saying ideas, but your your body. Ooh, mm. This is like, I, mm, I'm gonna leave it. It's fine. It's fine. Don't leave it. That's why we're we here. Know, dump, I mean, Dumbledore was inflamed, and that's what we know. Okay. <laughs> oh, you should have <laughs> left it. <laughs> it was enabled, and I didn't even. I still, that was me it. leaving it. Honestly, that was me leaving it. <laughs> so. <laughs> So there, there we are. We we are Yikes. where we moving are. on. Um, Muggles forced into subservient. We wizards triumphant. Grindelwald and I, the glorious young leaders of a, of the revolution. Oh, I had a few uh, revolution. Scruples. Yikes! I had a few scruples. Um, I assuaged my guilt, my conscience, or my cotton. Mm, woo words. I assuaged my conscience with empty words. Um. It would all be for the greater good, and any harm done would be repaid a hundredfold in the benefits for wizards. Um, and at the heart of our schemes, the Deathly Hollows, the unbeatable wand, the weapon that would lead us to power, the resurrection stone to him, though I pretended not to know it, it meant an army of inferi. To me, I confess, it meant the return of my parents and the lifting of all responsibility from my shoulders. So there's this other thing. And, like, there's been a lot of these little, like, you know, like the... Um, the when people like go on Reddit and ask relationship advice, it's like, mm-hmm. the, I mean, I don't know if they're all white, but in my head, it's like the white version of six brown chicks. <laughs> but just like <laughs> they, we were, like, I had seen one recently because I think it got shared in the Slack. And like, you know, people kind of just like, like women kind of ignoring the signs that their husband is trash until like they can no longer ignore it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, I don't know what to do. I like I didn't realize this would be this way, kind of thing. Um, and this like reminds me of that. You know? Yep. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about it before the like I don't want to say it again because then I get the reputation of being wild. Um I'm Robin. Let's being not, like drunk off of get the reputation the love. Hold up, sorry. And- <laughs> Get reputation? <laughs> Let's not. 
we talked about before getting like, you know, sprung off of the love and, and I think that that is like a common, I mean, from the podcast that I've listened to and the six brown chick chats that I've <laughs> read, um, not from any type of personal experience because I don't like people enough to go there. Um, this is like a, it seems to be a universal thing in which you just lie yourself into thinking he's everything when like all of the signs are pointing to, oh, he ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, F Boy Central over here. Mm-hmm. Big red flags with cannons shooting off and fireworks being like, don't go here. And yeah. And I think that like, again, He's like 17 at this point. And, and it's understandable. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. Definitely a bad no. look and, you know, shouldn't have happened. But I get how you got here. He's not the first 17-year-old to be led astray. You know? By, by, by things, you know? Spelled by lesser men, you know? Not the first. Won't be the last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the so, chat is rude. <laughs> um, so then, the what I was saying. Opinions are unwarranted. Um, the cloak, somehow we never discussed the cloak much. Um, both of us could con- conceal ourselves well enough without it. The true magic of which, of course, is that it can be used to protect and shield others as well as, well as its owner. I thought that if we ever found it, it might be useful in hiding Ariana, but our interest in the cloak was mainly um, to complete the trio. Um, for the legend said the man who united all three objects would then truly be master of death, and we took that to mean invincible. Um, two months of insanity and cruel dreams and, and neglect of the only two members of my family left to me. So this is like two months. Two months. That's not, that ain't nothing. Eight weeks. Literally a summer. Like, and he just—it's more than um, Harry and Ginny have had, though. Man, and so. and we know how powerful Girl. that is. You know, we know Not how powerful guy. their love is. So Latte says, uh, "So Ariana's just going to live her entire life under a cloak." Which, yikes! Mm-hmm. Uh, Bianca said, "Dumbledore and Bianca followed." Oh, <laughs> he says, uh, "Dumbledore totally didn't follow the rules of Hot Girl Summer," which, <laughs> you know. Yeah, nope. Nope, not at all. Yeah. He's supposed to be in Grindelwald's bag and it was the opposite, so that's awkward. Marquita says that this wouldn't have end- ended well anyway if the two of them ha- would have obtained the Hallows together. How would they have decided who the master would be? They didn't think this through. But they were thinking that they were together. They were a couple. What is mine is yours. We are masters. Right. And then it would have ended well because it wouldn't have ended well because Grindelwald wants that uh, stone for Inferi and <laughs> Dumbledore's like, but but someone has to babysit Ariana. <laughs> Get one of the Inferi to do it. <laughs> God. Yikes. Oof. Yikes. Um, okay, so then um, reality returned in the form of my rough, unlettered <laughs> 
He cannot help but throw shade at, at Aberforth. No. Nope. For not knowing how to read. I thought that was like a joke from Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> or maybe that was Goblet of Fire where he was like, they wrote all this bad stuff about my brother, but I don't know. I'm not entirely sure he can read. And now he's literally like my rough unlettered. <laughs> he's like, yikes. Um, but that also could just mean that he ain't, you know, as like unlettered, you know, like he ain't getting no newts. He ain't getting no owls. Right. Or like, you, you know, know, he's not he's across the board. He's not writing to Batilda Bagshot at like 17. Right. You know, he's throwing goat right. poop out her window. Cheese down the line. You know? Um, yeah. So, uh, an infinitely, infinitely more admirable brother. I did not want to hear the truths he shouted at me. I did not want to hear that I could not set forth to seek hallows with a fragile and unstable sister in tow. The argument became a fight. Grindelwald lost control. Um, that thing I had always sensed in him, though I pretended not to, now sprang into terrible being. So, like, again, one of those, like, oh, shit, I didn't realize. Like, I didn't, you know, he's ignoring that, the trash. was so trashy. Yep. Well, indeed. Um, and Ariana, after all my mother's care and caution, lay dead upon the floor. Dumbledore gave a little gasp and began to cry in earnest. Like, this has been haunting him for a hundred years. Yikes. A hundred. That's what I was like, time. this has been haunting him for a long time. But then you, a whole century. An entire century. Yikes. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Um, I'm so bad for him. So bad I mean, for the dude. Yeah. So uh, Grindelwald fled, as anyone but I could have predicted, which is like, whew. Just, it must have been really... It was good. <laughs> like, it was just... life-altering. Wow. The britches. <sighs> the britches. The britches. All these bitches checking out my britches. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm like the girl swoon in my pantaloons. You know, the, you, know oh, you, the chat, everybody's getting on my nerves. I cannot. Let's just keep going. Um, you know, fly the Hogwarts? I don't appreciate it. He ran while I was left to bury my sister. Um, years passed. There were rumors about him. They said he procured a wand of mispower. I, meanwhile, was offered the post of Minister of Magic, not once, but several times. Naturally, I refused. I had learned that I was not to be trusted with power. Um, which, we've talked about this, like, a whole lot. Um, and the idea that, like, I mean, I kind of get what he's saying. Like, he's like, I can't be trusted to rule over people. But he has a lot of power, regardless. So yeah. It's just yeah, it's he just doesn't where he, he just often is like he conflates like or I don't know if conflates is the right word, but yeah. He he yeah. doesn't he keeps saying that, but like But it's not fully true. It's not fully true. Yeah. So Dumbledore is like, I had proven as a very young man that power was my weakness and my temptation. It is a curious thing, Harry, but perhaps those who are best suited to power are those who have never sought it. So I, this is interesting because when I read this, I realized, like, I think I knew it, but I hadn't fully, like, processed that that is something that I've, like, literally taken with me from the first time I read this book. Like, that's just, like, a thing that I believe and I just, like, you know, mm -hmm. just just kind of accept it at this point. Um, 
and it came from Harry Potter. And that's like, I'm sure if someone had asked me that, I would know. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, I'm pretty sure I got that from Harry Potter. But like reading it this time, I was just like, yo, wild. Yeah. Um, also, this is like Jon Snow, you know, if we want to go ahead and not that they did that <laughs> just well, go for but it. not that they was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, uh, Dumbledore's like, I was safer at Hogwarts. I think I was a good teacher. While I busied myself with the training of young wizards, Grindelwald was wait was raising an army. Um, they say he feared me, uh, but perhaps he did. And perhaps he did, but less, I think, than I feared him. Um, it was the truth I fear. I never knew which of us in that last horrific fight had actually cast the curse that killed my sister. Um... I think he knew it. I think he knew what frightened me. I delayed meeting him until finally it would have been too shameful to resist any longer. People were dying and he seemed unstoppable and I had to do what I could. Um, and then he's like, I, you know, I won the duel. I won the wand. Um, and so this is the moment where Harry's kind of realizing that, um, you know, we still throw back all the way to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the mirror of Erised when, uh, when Harry asks um, him what he saw in the in the mirror, and Dumbledore's like, "Some socks, you know, they out here. They're socks. great. They're fuzzy." Um, but really, it's like it's his family. So, oh, Maggie brings out this completely contradicts that asinine blood pact thing. What blood pact? Never heard of her. Um. Our good friend Nicole at Queer Specimen just watched this thing and was so kind enough to to live tweet it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a blood pact that is like tangible on a on a on a necklace or something. Yeah, you know, it's really. I'm sure it's like a locket, and they open it, and it's like like Grindelwald yep. opens it, and it's Albus's face. You know, like how Steve always clicks open his picture of Peggy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The thing is, I can see it. <laughs> That's the actual problem. The problem is, yeah, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, sorry, backtrack. Amani says, I, uh, in quotes, I was not to be trusted with power and then becomes headmaster of Hogwarts, Supreme Mugwump of, Supreme Mugwump of the International Confederation of Wizards. Pretty sure he was the head of the Wise and Gamut too. Like, so he was mm-hmm. everywhere except the minister. So he was just like, can't touch that minister position. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> That'll really That's it. Me. <laughs> he was like, man. Um, and then Portia says, Hoopst Among Us would turn down the opportunity to shade internationally on hundreds of wizards. Which, you know, is true. I mean, also, we don't, we get, like, the movie's idea of what the Supreme Mugwump of the Wisengamot would wear, but they also think that Dumbledore was out here wearing three-piece gray suits. So, <laughs> I'm just thinking the fashion statements that come with being the Supreme Mugwump is probably, yeah. You know, the entrances that he can make. True. It's like really All rise world. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all rise for Albus, Percival, Wolfric, Brian, I keep getting that messed up. Dumbledore mm-hmm. and check out the fit. Yeah. He's like, you're not, you, there's no like real reason why you should rise besides the fact that it gives you the best look at my profile. You know? 
all of my angles. Yes, indeed. Please rise so you don't miss the twirl. The is drip. all Catch I'm saying. Catch the drip. Yeah. They say he's, he showed remorse in later years, alone in his cell at Nurmengard. I hope that is true. Um, perhaps that light of Voldemort was his attempt to make amends to prevent Voldemort from taking the hollow, or maybe from breaking into your tomb, suggested Harry. Because Harry knows what's up. He hearing all this, yep. he's like, you know, maybe Grindelwald did have some feelings for you, fam. I'm just saying, the way he was looking. I'm just saying. I'm the regret in his eyes. It might, you know, it might be on. Might be on and popping in the, in the afterlife. I feel really I like mean, saying that, but, you know, it's possible. Listen, according to Dumbledore, if Grindelwald really repented, you know, and felt the remorse of what he did, his soul could, like, go back together. You know, You're right. Heal. You're right. And, I mean, he ain't been doing nothing in Nuremberg but chilling, reading books. Maybe he did the work. You know, mine, we ain't heard from him. Right? Right. You know what I mean? They had the duel. We ain't heard from him until Tom Since. had to go knock on the door. Yeah, like, what up? Since. It's like 50 years. Since. Right. You he know? was sitting in there. He said, you know what? Iyama did her work. Now it's time for I'm me to do, do my work. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Harry's what like, I mean, do? I peeped it. I, I, I think. You know. Just I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Okay, so Harry said, "I'm a romantic and believe in happy endings." Yikes! I mean, you know, as we again, him and Jenny porridge. He's like, "I believe in you getting a healthy and balanced breakfast." Okay. <laughs> okay, keep on going. <laughs> um, after another short pause, Harry said, "You tried to use the resurrection stone." Um, Dumbledore says it was the hollow I craved most of all, which like again, these like parallels, right? Like they kind of see the same thing in uh mm-hmm. in the mirror of Erised. They both are kind of craving the same um like Harry, when they were talking about like which hollow you would choose, would also choose the resurrection stone. Um and he says, so Dumbledore says, I lost my head, Harry. I quite forgot that it was now a horcrux, that the ring was sure to carry a curse. Um, I put it, I picked it up and put it on and I imagined I was about to see Ariana and my mother and my father and to tell them how very sorry I was. Um, I was a fool, Harry, after all those years. And Harry's like, why? I mean, that he's, he's, I think Harry, you know, he's like, it, it's natural to want those things and to like have those temptations. Um, and Dumbledore says, maybe a man in a million could unite the hallows, Harry. Um, I was fit to own the Elder Wand. I was permitted um, and not to boast of it, sorry, and not to kill with it. I was permitted to tame and to use it because I took it not for gain, but to save others. Um, the cloak I took out of vain curiosity. The stone I would have used in an attempt to drag back those who are at peace rather than enable my self-sacrifice as you did. You are the worthy possessor of the hollows. So, you know, here again, the real Death Eater. He ate it. Uh, for seconds. Like, and so, you know, the whole point is that you're, like, becoming the master of death means accepting death yeah. as, like, what, you know what I mean? So it's not, like, as inevitable. you're not, you're not trying to manipulate it in any way. And, like, each of those, each of the hollows is, like, a lot of people are taking them to manipulate death as opposed to accept it for what it is and, you know, 
do what you can with what you have as opposed to trying to overstep your bounds. You know what that was? Bayana bars. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say growth. <laughs> Um, but also, like, honestly, I didn't realize, like, y'all know how hard I go for career advice. I didn't realize how much of, like, just my own kind of, like, understanding of, like, life and, like, things comes from this chapter until I read it this time. Um, so that's, like, weird. But uh-huh. also, this is, like, stuff I just kind of think about. And it's because of Harry Potter. So, like, shout out to J.K. Rowling for that. It's, it and is, like, else. really daunting. Especially now, thinking about how much these books like seeped into myself and yeah. others, like you know, yeah. but these are like very big, like large things that people spend lifetimes like coming to grips with and learning about and tackling. And like mm-hmm. my basic understanding of it is from this this chapter. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Well, I feel like it's kind of like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, like, you know, and not in, like, the I'm going to go on a capital Q quest to find the Deathly Hollows, like, right. you know. But just, no. like, kind of the 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 sentiment behind it and, like, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, oh, I've accepted death because that, like, what the hell? No. But it's just, like, your understanding of it and and, like, just and how really you move around the and, world and how like, you, yeah, and how you, like, treat people and how you approach things in your own life and, like, personally as well as, like, in relationship as well as, like, you know, there's just all these different, like, layer, layers to it and levels to it. Um, and so, and I, and I think that it doesn't only, like, apply to death. Yeah. Um, it applies a lot of how you live and how you I mean literally like I said I was joking but honestly death is Thanos like it is inevitable so there's no like you, you don't you waste a lot of time trying to you know skirt it or avoid right. it like, and honestly like the whole thing with Voldemort we joke about it all the time but like Voldemort like being afraid to die and like doing all this stuff to prevent his death is like what had him it like halved his life he had all that uh, he had like 70 more years where he could have just been living his life and instead he was so afraid of the end that he didn't actually get a chance to like live what he had and that's like you know and that doesn't mean you know you're not out here just wilding out but like at at a certain point you have to like understand like you have a certain amount of time and you know you don't know what that time is but at some point it's like the end will come but like what are you going to do with what you have um and like obsessing over that the finality as opposed to like the process and like the journey is what then is like terrible for you it like you know it fucks up other people like it just you can become really selfish in in a way um and never really fulfilled because you're worried about that and so there's just like you know it's like more of how you live as opposed to like how you die right and the fact that like at about 16 Voldemort started to like be obsessed with this concept Mm -hmm. so his entire life was obsessed with death and so he like what Dumbledore is about to say like he never lived Mm -hmm. (laughs) Luna 
Come here. God, I want to give her a Xanax. I don't think I'm allowed to. Um, okay, so then uh, Harry's like, why did you have to make it so difficult? Which is a fair question. <laughs> but then Dumbledore says, I'm afraid I counted Ooh. on Miss Granger to slow you up, Harry. I was afraid your hot head might dominate your good heart. Which, <laughs> as we saw, True. you know, it's in here. <laughs> we, we were there. We, you know, Dumbledore saw it too. He's just not bringing it up. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, he's feeling ashamed. So yeah, you're like, I have my faults, but you got your faults too, girl. Like, yeah. come on, like, be hard. And that, I mean, and just stop. Hermione did her job, okay? Mm-hmm. He was like, sir, I'm gonna need you to not need you to calm that down. We have a plan. <laughs> like we, Dumbledore said, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, you are the true master of death because the true master does not seek to run away from death. He accepts that he must die and understands that there are far, far worse things in the living world than dying. And again, all these bars, all these just things that I just apparently just, <laughs> just internalized. And, mm. you know, wow. Um, I mean, not even like surprisingly, because again, like I knew this, but I think in part because we're like close reading it, it's just kind of like hitting differently, I guess. And also because yeah. the first time I'm reading it as an adult as well, so like, yeah, which is wild. If we weren't doing this, I would have read this at least three times as an adult. But <laughs> <laughs> right, this is just still the first time <laughs> I read it. I I read it like two to three times as an adult and so I wasn't like but there are things that I wasn't shocked by like yeah siding with the teachers and I mean I guess not but this this is probably my second time reading it as like a full adult because I don't think of like 20 in college is still being I feel I had nothing that's what I'm saying. Like the last time I, re- I read I it, had I had a real responsibility. Yeah, the last time I read it was I was 18, so I didn't really yeah. count that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I knew I knew that I was gonna like be like, you know what, McGonagall is the only responsible adult in this whole series. I knew those things, but I didn't realize how much I would be like, oh shoot, like if I if someone asked me how I feel about death, I would basically quote. Like King's Cross. I mean, honestly, okay. like my favorite quote in uh, we talked about it because it was in Half Blood Prince is when he's like, "There, um, oh, what do you say? Uh, it is the unknown we fear when we look upon death in darkness, nothing more." Like that shit. Like I don't know what. So for some reason, like I read that and I was like, "That's just yep. like just like etch that into my soul." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like eleven, and my brain was just like, "Yes." <laughs> Thank you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that was like what I needed just in my brain at that for some reason that was just it just super resonated with me and it always has. And so and like King's Cross is like full of those like little moments. Um yep. it also has my favorite line, which we're about to get to, which is yeah. of course it's happening in your head. Yes. I like that one's it's just ugh, bars. Anyway, um bars. so and Voldemort knew, never knew about the hollows. Um and then uh Dumbledore was like, I don't think so. Um but even if he had, I doubt he would be interested in any except the first. He would not think he needed the cloak. And as for the stone, whom would he want to bring back from the dead? He fears the dead. He does not love. Um, 
And so then moving on, talking about like expecting Voldemort to go after the wand, and Harry's like, um, Voldemort, instead of asking what quality it was in you that made your wand so strong, what gift you possessed that he did not naturally set out to find the one wand that they said would beat any other. Um, for him, the Elder Wand became an, uh, has become an obsession to rival his obsession with you. He believes that the Elder Wand removes um, his last weakness and makes him truly invisible. Poor Severus. Oh, I mean. I guess. <laughs> you say so. You know, I, I mean, sure. Poor? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, that he is. And then uh, he says, "You, if you planned your death with Snape, you meant for him to end up with the Elder Wand, didn't you? I admit that was my intention to Dumbledore, but it did not work out as I intended, did it? No, said Harry. That bit didn't work out. Honestly, I did not get that reading it, like, as a kid when I read it the first time. I did not get, like, why. Like, I just read it and was like, okay, keep, mo- keep moving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not a, why didn't that work out? Just didn't even think about it. That's wild. I thought they were talking about that um, didn't work out because Voldemort killed him and now Voldemort got it. Right. And um, yeah, I think that's maybe why. Yeah, maybe that would that's <laughs> yeah. what it was. Or it's like, yikes, now Voldemort's got it. But nope. They were over here uh playing check chess, not checkers. Mm-hmm, chess, not checkers. Um, okay, so then Harry goes, I there's like, I've got to go back now, haven't I? Um, and Dumbledore's like, that's up to you. Um, I think if you decided not to go back, you would be able to, let's say, board a train. And where would it take me? On, said Dumbledore simply. Um, And then Harry's like, you want me to go back? And Dumbledore says, I think if you choose to return, there's a chance he might be finished for good. I cannot promise it, but I know this, Harry, that you have less to fear from returning than he does. Harry glances back at the Horcrux, and then uh, Dumbledore says, do not pity the dead, Harry. Pity the living, and above all, those who live without love. Just bars. Just so many bars. Um, he was like, and 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 another my mixtape is dropping. So you know, you might want to go back to pick that up. You know, check the SoundCloud link. You okay? know, um, <laughs> check the SoundCloud. Harry nodded inside. Leaving this place oh. would not be nearly as hard as walking into the forest had been, but it was warm and light and peaceful here, and he knew he was heading back to pain and fear of more loss. Um. So he and Dumbledore stand, and then Harry's like, tell me one last thing. Is this real, or has this been happening inside my head? Dumbledore beamed at him, and his voice sounded loud and strong in Harry's ears, even though the bright mist was descending again, obscuring his figure. Of course it is happening inside your head, Harry, but why on earth should that mean that it is not real? I stand. Just like... Joanne. Why did you? She you put her whole to. foot in it. Like, and like, you know, she was, she be tripping. She be tripping. But she but put she her foot right. all the way up and up and down and through this chapter. Mm-hmm. She probably typed with her toes. Like, tasted that's like, how hard she went. Tasted like your grandmama's pound cake over here. Like, wow. Good. What a time. Joanne. My goodness. You didn't have to, but I'm glad you did. You know? I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Um, right. Who is your MVP? Dumble bars. Like, Dumble bars. Okay. Just coming out here with with words and phrases and shaping my young life. Okay. Like just, I appreciate it. Truly. Right. 
Um, so I have two MVPs. Okay. One is Albus Dumbledore mm-hmm. because the bars and being I, I I talked about this last week how it was weird to me that he wasn't he, one of the souls that walked Harry into the forest, but I understood why because she needed this to happen and it's like, why would he be there twice? Or, right. you know? But like just being there for Harry and whether or not it was, you know, a figment of Harry's imagination. Portia kind of talked about this earlier. I don't know if we said it because of all of our issues, but like she was wondering if um, when she first read it, if this was all in Harry's, like this was all Harry's imaginings. Um, But then like quickly was like, "Mm, where's my wand? Tom, Harry Potter could not have done all of this work. Um, So in universe, Dumbledore, and then I got to give it to Joe because mm-hmm. multiple things. One, of course, it's happening in your head, but why shouldn't that be real? Like, I need like that has helped me personally in my like mental health for years. Like, yeah, that quote alone pays is like worth the weight of these books fifty thousand times over. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. Then just the the way in which she talks about death and fearing death, and as someone who deals with you know death ideation on a loop in my head, it's like very like comforting and like it's just it's a very transformative work. Yeah, in this chapter alone yeah not even mentioning the rest of the series so mm-hmm. yeah i gotta give it to joe for like i will never not be grateful <laughs> for for the words um okay so marquita mvps albus dumbledore for being a afterlife fashion icon the bars, bars, and more and more bars, and giving Harry the peace and strength to go back and finish his mission. They concurs with what I just said, which is that one line was so instrumental in him beginning to accept uh, his mental health issues. Um, and Amani MVPs Lily for imparting the love and empathy that managed to save Harry's soul, despite being a little more than despite being little more than a pair of eyes to Joe, which yikes. Um, Maggie MVP's Harry. He's been through so much and can't even enjoy a peaceful death without a double splain. <laughs> you know you want a double splain in Yo, death. It's not world. a Harry Potter book without a double splain. Right. I'm say- when I move on to the ancestral plane, I would like a double splain to guide me there. I mean, honestly, it is like peak Dumbledore to double splain after death like really like that's like his final form you know he reached reached perfection here yeah um bianca mvps i hate to say it but joe she did that what did she do that um tiana mvps harry potter for becoming the master of death and an honorable mention to joanne for the line of course this is happening inside your head but why on earth does that mean it is not real especially when she tweeted this line in response to someone talking about Potterhead saying that they're obsessed with a fictional school and story. I didn't miss that, but cool. Um, sometimes her Twitter does things. <laughs> sometimes. 
Uh, Portia MVPs Dumbledore for being the flawed, mystical old man who validated youth because he never forgot how influential his teens were to the rest of his life. Wow, making me feel things. Um, Zay MVPs Dumbledore, he's not blameless, blameless, but he admitted he was wrong. He showed remorse and even leaned towards the self-loathing that Snape started to feel, but without the self-pity. But he made tough choices that paid off. His end goal was noble, but he doesn't think that absolves him of the harm he's caused. Mm. And her second... And Zay's second MVP is to Joe because they needed that that closing line. Latte MVPs Joe. This chapter has some great values, and it's this odd, beautiful break in the darkness. Um, I yeah, I think that's everyone. Uh, benched. Ben. Um, I benched Tomarion. I was about to bench Maggie. But I binge Maggie and you. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. But continue. You bitch Tomarion. He's the reason for the season. He out here. He not loving nobody. He out here like seven, like Amani said, seven uh, babies in a, in a cloak. I need him to chill. I need him to finally die. And like, you know. Let's do it. I just, I, I just had this mental picture of Dumbledore or Voldemort, Voldemort finally with dying. The ice box where his heart used to be. He's so no. Voldemort. No. Oh. Definitely not. Not that at all. I thought that I was, was yeah. picturing Voldemort dying and ending up at his own version of King's Cross and his version of Dumbledore being like, "Eh, what you said? <laughs> eh, you thought you were going to see me?" <laughs> eh. <laughs> And I just need to be the Dumbledore <laughs> to Voldemort's King's Cross. You need to just Someone be quick walking like, oh, you thought we weren't going to meet. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, I bitch Diana and Maggie because chill, they doth not have. Um, Bianca benches Joe for adding that in that description of Voldy's soul piece. I mean, she had to, like, you have to know, right? No? Yeah? Um, Marquita benches Albus Dumbledore for entrusting a mission like this to a child and not being more forthright with Harry as soon as he realized that Harry had to die and helping him prepare more. Wow, Marquita sounds like one Amani. <laughs> anyway, um... Latte benches V wart, V diddy, stank ass, Tom crusted toe fungus riddle. A pimp called no no. Not no no's. Huh. <laughs> you gotta say the whole I thing. Yes, to. Tom, every time. Amendment. Latte's also benched. <laughs> Put her down. Put her down. A pimp called no no's. Oh. Maggie benches Tom Thuzula <laughs> for not researching the average lifespan of a wizard before deciding to go the dangerous, bigoted, multiple murder that didn't even work. Tiana benches Tom Sickle to Still, <laughs> Tiana is also bench. Put her down too. Uh, Tom Sickle to Coldemort for being the reason for the season. Amani benches cryptic ass manipulative lion Brian full of half-hearted justifications for trash behavior, but remaining a fashion icon. 
I mean, at least I he mean, knows. You gotta have given his things. I was gonna. Well, not even that. Like, you can't be all flawed. Like, you gotta have a high point. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, if you're gonna be a manipulative ass motherfucker, you might as well stun on him while you do it. Right. Ooh, Portia's bench speaks to my very soul, my essence. <laughs> Portrait benches, J.K. Rowling, Warner Brothers, the cursed child writer than anyone else who decided to dilute the magic we got in this final book. And then she adds the Game of Thrones. Shame. 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 They, benches, whoever was in charge of law enforcement or whatever 100 years ago that sentenced a man to torture and death for defending his daughter, creating a single mother and then widow in an impossible situation because being a secret from muggles was somehow more important than empathy, understanding, and helping a suffering child. Zabar. Zabar. <laughs> <laughs> is it Zabar a thing? I don't know. Zabar. Zabar. Whatever. Zabars. Thank you guys for listening. I'm so sorry that the chat is who the chat is, but. What are you going to do? I'm sorry about Bayana. What? Hmm. I mean, Tomarion? You've said things. I ain't never said Tomarion. <laughs> got an icebox <laughs> where his heart used to be. <laughs> I never said that. Uh oh. Hold up. Oop. Pause. Okay. Give me two seconds. And recording again. Okay. I mean, you know, sorry, I guess. <laughs> Uh, next week, we'll be discussing chapter 36 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, The Flaw in the Plan. This is the second to last um, chapter. So that is wild. Make sure to follow along. Let us know who you think is the real MVP oh, and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds. Hashtag WizardTeam. Um, and don't forget to join us for our live tweet on August 2nd and 3rd using the hashtags WizardTeam and HPDH. After the movie, we'll do our final episode on the Deathly Hollows, where we recap both the book and movies, as well as figure out who's the real MVP and who's been for the entire book and series. So uh, send in your votes, like we said, by uh, August 2nd at 6 p.m. Um, Pacific time and... 5.59. 5.59. Um, and we'll we'll talk... See y'all next week. Bye.